You're listening to episode 27 of the Business by Intuition podcast. Welcome to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bauer, online business strategist, heartfelt copywriter, and kind marketing mentor for sensitive solopreneurs. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to create a business led by your intuition, not the loud mainstream advice that's out there, then light a candle, diffuse your favorite oil, and let's talk about how we can make the process of creating a heart-driven business both simple and fulfilling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Business by Intuition podcast. It is me, your host, Krista Bauer. And before I get into today's episode, I just sincerely want to express my heartfelt gratitude and appreciation for you tuning in and listening. So whether you are a brand new listener and this is your first time tuning into the show, or whether you've been with me every week since May of 2021, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. And I just wanted to remind you that if at any point you have some content ideas that you would like me to share on this podcast, or if you would like for me to answer a question about marketing or growing your business, and you would like for me to answer it in an upcoming episode, visit the show notes below. And I'm happy to take any requests and try to make that happen in 2022. So part of this prelude to the episode was for me to just let you know that this will be the last episode of 2021. And I will kick it off in January with some fresh content. So if you celebrate the holidays, I wish you well over the holidays, and I look forward to connecting with you all again here in the new year. Blessings to you all and take care. Hello and welcome back to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm excited to end the season and to end 2021 with a practice that I hope will help guide you as you ease your way into the new year, 2022. Can you believe that we're headed into a new year? I cannot. I feel like I'm still processing 2020 and the pandemic. And here we are, we're still in it, but I hope that we can all find it within ourselves to find many of the things to be grateful for. And so this episode is really dedicated to helping you if you are someone who likes to plan and kind of do a year-end review to reflect on how your year sort of went and take time and space in your calendar to just kind of process the year so that you can then make space for all of the wonderful things that you want to welcome into your life and to call into your life for the new year. So for me, every year, I do like to carve out a little bit of time since having kids. My life is pretty crazy, so I don't have this big elaborate year-end process, but I do like to carve out some time, usually in an evening to just sort of reflect on the past 12 months and sort of think about the year to come, try to envision what I want my year to look like. So a lot of people refer to this as the year in review, and that's what I'm going to refer to it as well in this episode. And for me, it's become somewhat of an annual tradition, but like I said, it doesn't need to be an elaborate thing. So I'm going to share with you seven guiding questions for year-end reflection so that hopefully it will help you process the year and also set the tone for the year to come. So I thought this would be a good episode to sort of end off with. And for me, 
when it comes to year-end reviews and kind of reflecting on the year, I've used all kinds of different things throughout the year. So I've experimented with, you know, different questions and types of planners and all kinds of guides and everything throughout the year. But the questions that I've included in this episode are, you know, they sort of inspire me to kind of dig deep, reflect thoughtfully on my life and my business and help give me the space to sort of look at myself honestly so that I can consciously choose how I want my life or business to go next year. So hopefully these questions will help you do the same. Year to year, they change, but some of them are consistent. So I've included the ones that are consistent and I've added in one new one that I haven't actually tried myself, but I'm looking forward to doing this year and we'll update you on how it goes, hopefully this time next year. So if you're tuning into this episode, then you have probably already got a year-end process that's working for you, or maybe you don't, or maybe you just need some accountability. Whatever the case is, as I said, these questions are hopefully going to help you slow down and celebrate your life, especially especially the challenges and the setbacks. I think that's really important. And hopefully it will also help you reflect on the growth that you've had so that you can positively reframe any failures you've had so that you can learn. And I put failures in quotes so that you can learn and refine your process, refine your business. And then, as I said, consciously choose a new direction for 2022 or make small shifts to sort of change certain things, the way that you're doing things in business, or as I said, to call in new energy or new things in your life for next year, your life and business. So very quickly, before we get into the questions, you can listen to the questions and you can pause and you can reflect and you can journal. You can just make a note of the questions so that you can come back to them, or you can just sort of ponder them as you're listening through. I always think pulling out your journal, you know, pen, to paper is sort of, for me, it's the best way to process and to really like have clarity in my thoughts, but whatever works for you is great. Even if you can just listen in and start to reflect on some of these things, I think it'll be helpful. So the very first question is what are you most proud of in your business? So as you reflect back on 2021, what are you most proud to have accomplished? So include everything from both minor and major life or business events, any fun experiences you've had, new habits that you've formed, relationships you've built or made or cultivated, collaborations you've had, you know, like what were the notable highs? And they don't have to be super high. Like these can be, you know, even the insignificant stuff can make us feel really proud. The things that seem insignificant can sometimes be our greatest success. So if you need to, it might be even helpful to kind of flip through and go back. If you keep a, you know, a planner, a written planner, or you have a digital planner or calendar, maybe flipping back through some of the months to see what was on your calendar that month to help kind of jog your memory. And, you know, the point here is really to just acknowledge and celebrate your successes, regardless of how big or insignificant they may seem. Just get them down, get them on paper, because it doesn't matter, you know, if there's a lot of stress in your life, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're going through a rough patch or you're feeling down, it can be really easy to forget that, you know, there are good things in your life. There are great things that have happened. There are things to be proud of. Maybe you didn't get the clients you wanted to get. Maybe you didn't build your audience the way that you wanted to. Maybe you launched some, you know, offerings or some courses or products and, you know, you got crickets or that flopped. 
it's okay. Look back and look for the things that you can celebrate in 2021. Even the perceived failures are worth celebrating because there was something there to be learned. So look back on your year and make note, take time to just reflect on those things that you can feel proud. Even if you launched something and there were crickets, can you at least feel proud for creating the thing, putting yourself out there, even though it might not have felt great, but putting yourself out there because most people don't have the courage to make it that far. So celebrate those things, find something to celebrate, be proud of it, write it down, make a note, reflect on it, move into 2022, feeling really proud of yourself really proud of the things you accomplished, really proud of the lessons you've learned, really proud of even the failures because of what that failure has taught you about your life or about about your business or the shifts that it's helped you make. So question number two is what were your top business struggles this year? So if you can't really think of something for your business, maybe there's a life struggle that was dominating 2021, whatever feels right for you, reflect. And so the whole idea here is to think about what some of your top struggles were this year. And then to ask yourself, I love this question is what is the spiritual purpose or the spiritual significance of this struggle? Like what purpose did it serve in my life? What lessons did you learn? So sometimes the rational, logical brain can't conceive an answer. If something, you know, sort of really bad or traumatic has happened to us, it can be really hard to sort of conceive an answer here. So I like to take this question when I kind of get in that place and I'm like really upset about something that's happened or I'm really upset with something, someone in particular, it can be really hard or I feel like something's been really unjust it can be really hard for me to think about, well, what's the purpose of this in my life? What can I learn from this? What is it trying to teach me? And then I need to take the question to my higher self. So one way that you can do that is you can go inward by meditating. Journaling is a really great way to do that. That's my favorite way to sort of process. Or you can just sit quietly and reflect and wait for an answer to emerge. It may not happen in that moment, but you can take it to your higher self, ask for guidance, ask for clarity here, and just pay attention to the signs and the messages that you're getting over the next few days, over the next few hours, over the next few weeks, and see what comes up for you. Because oftentimes our greatest struggles are the wake-up calls needed to bring our attention to an area of our life or business that needs the most attention and love. So nurture this part of yourself, nurture this part of your business. If you've been struggling with it, how can you nurture this? How can you use this to help you bring your attention to an aspect of your life or business that's in need of love, care, nurturing, compassion? So two of my sort of biggest struggles in business this year were time, not having enough time. My life was crazy hectic this year and student enrollment. So launching courses and not getting enough enrollment. So getting some enrollments, but not enough for me to feel like it was a worthwhile to sort of create the course or to put out certain live classes. So I wanted to offer new courses this year, but the fact that I didn't have a lot of time that impacted my ability to be able to create them. And also having a small audience impacted my ability to be able to sell them. Because if you're going to have courses, you need to have obviously people 
to launch them to, to sell them to in order to get students to enroll. It's pretty obvious, right? So although my time is very limited for most of this year, for even 2022 coming up, what this has made me realize is that I really need to focus my energy next year on audience building. I didn't do enough of that this year. And I've been talking about this for the last couple of years, even though like my audience is small and the people that are with me are pretty engaged, but I need to build that audience so that when I launch a course or when I have new offerings come up, there's more people there to be interested in my work, right? It just sort of makes sense. So what that tells me is even though my time is very limited this year, and this was a real challenge for me, I need to set up my schedule differently in 2022 so that I have time to support the clients that I have. I have time for client work that comes in. So when I say client work, that's different than one-to-one sort of coaching clients. It could be copywriting. It could be some sort of design. It could be things like that. And then I also need to carve out time in my schedule to actually grow my business. I didn't do that this year. So that's something that I'm going to be focusing on for 2022. So it was a real bummer to have launched, you know, live classes and not get the engagement I was looking for and then not being able to launch these courses. But it made me realize I need to spend more time on the audience building. So that's really a huge goal for me this year. So think about those perceived failures you know, look at some of the challenges you had and figure out how can you use that to help you focus and hone in on the things that are a priority for you coming up in 2022. So the third question is think back to one year ago today. So we're talking about whenever you're listening a year ago from today. So for me, today is December 9th, 2021. So I'm thinking back to December 9th, 2022 as best I can. How is your business different? What's changed? How have you changed? Another really transformative question when you really spend the time to reflect on it and to think about it. So this is really one of my favorite questions in all honesty. So you can look at this from more of a holistic perspective, or you can even look at it and take more of a practical approach, or you can do both. And you can see, sort of see how you've grown spiritually personally, financially, but also you can learn and see how you've grown from even a metric standpoint. Now, there's a lot of people who say, like, don't pay attention to the numbers. Don't worry about the metrics. But I think looking back over a year can really show some of the growth. You may not have thought that you've grown a lot over the year, but when you look back and you can see how many email subscribers you've gained or how your Instagram account has grown, how your engagement has grown, it can be really confidence boosting for you and it can be very affirming. Now, if you're worried that it could do the opposite, then maybe just don't pay too much attention. But I always think it's really important to be able to look back and see it's exciting to see those numbers. And if those numbers aren't exciting, it's really a good sort of baseline for you to sort of think about, well, what's important to you? What do you want to work on and improve for next year? So either way, I think it's a really great thing to do to look at your metrics, reflect back on the last year. So a few more questions that you can use to help you kind of dive deeper into this is what perspective shifts have you made? What big changes do you notice about your business on a whole? Another fun thing to do, like I said, when you're thinking about the metrics is to actually get in there and run reports in things like Google Analytics 
or your email service provider to see, like I said, how your engagement or your followers have grown. What's gaining traction? You know, where are you showing up in search engine optimization in some of the search results on Google if you've like put effort into that this year? Go in, take a look and start tracking some of these things so that you can see, hey, you've made some progress and maybe you didn't realize. And if you aren't where you want to be, how can you improve? What can you do differently? So when I reflect on this question, I sort of get this deeper sense of clarity in my business come up for me. And each year I refine my offerings and my message more and more. So each year I feel like my business becomes more resonant, more resonant with the right audience, which is also what I teach. So my point of view every year, I feel strengthens even further. My networks become stronger. It seems as though that I have more collaborations. I get more people asking me, inviting me to teach courses with them or to do interviews for their audience. So, you know, I like to kind of look and see where I've grown that way as well. But this question can be taken in many different angles. Like how have you changed as a person? How have you grown spiritually? How have you grown financially? How's your income grown? So think about the metrics that are important to you. Think about you know, sort of perspective shifts that you've had that maybe you didn't realize maybe, you know, kind of what, what habits have you formed that you didn't have a year ago, things like that. And just sort of reflect on those things. And and what do you want to take with you as you move in to 2022? What do you want to build on even further? So the fourth question is how do you want to feel in your business next year? What values do you want to embody? What do you want your business to look and feel like? And why is this important to you? So you can even take it a step further and ask what the underlying reasons are behind those reasons. So keep peeling back the onion until you uncover more about yourself, more about your values, more about what you want in your business and what you don't want. So for me, I just want to feel a greater sense of flow and ease. I have felt a lot of chaos and and hustle, a lot to do with my personal life and kids and a lot going on at home over the past year and a half or the past two years with the pandemic. I'm ready to invite more peace, flow, ease, harmony into my life and into my business this year. I've got a lot of sort of ideas brewing in terms of how I'm going to make that happen. I've been getting things set up so that I can improve upon what's already done so that when I have new clients, things are ready to go. When, you know, I need to launch something, things are ready to go. Just trying to establish better systems, better habits, keep forming new relationships, cultivating relationships, and just thinking about how can I do this in a, I want to say a 10 hour work week, because essentially that's all I have. So that's kind of where my head goes when I think about this question. These are some of the things that I'm going to be working on. So just thinking about how do you want to feel in your business? What does that look like? What does that mean to you? So the fifth question is, what would you like to look back on this time next year and say you've accomplished? So wherever you're at, whatever, whenever you're listening to this a year from today. So for me, December, 2022, what do I want to look back on in the year and say that I've accomplished? So what are your major goals that you would like to achieve to help you create a sustainable business that nourishes you both spiritually and financially. And also what are the short term goals that you want to accomplish? 
What daily or weekly habits will you need to be disciplined in adopting? So there's something that you can do here if you're familiar with life coaching and the wheel of life exercise thing that looks like a pie. You can kind of do the same thing here. You can break it down into various areas of your business. So for example, ones that I'm sort of focusing on audience building, sustainable income, relationship building. So this includes collaborations and networking, messaging, play and creativity, content creation, reach and distribution, and offer enrollment. So of course you can change these to suit your business pie, or you can feel free to use the ones that I've just mentioned. So since audience building and relationship building and also sort of streamlining backend systems are really important to me next year, I'm going to be thinking about like, what are the things that I need to do this year to help me, you know, build the audience that I want? What do I need to do to cultivate deeper relationships with people inside and outside of my industry and inside and outside of my niche, build deeper connections with, you know, the people who are already in my circle and the people who follow me already. So these are some of the things that I'll be thinking about as I look back. What do I want to say that I've accomplished next year? So Think about that and envision what next year would look like. If you get to a year from today, envision what that looks and feels like where you're at and then kind of reverse engineer it. What did you have to do in order to make that vision a reality? What did you need to do to make that happen for yourself? So the sixth question is, what are you thankful to your past self for? So we're used to, you know, closing out our year with a beautiful list of all of the people, things, experiences that we're most grateful for. And I still think that's really important to do. But another way to explore the gratitude question is by making a list of what you're thankful to your past self So this is like almost a practice in self-love and kindness to yourself and compassion. So really it's a way and a good reminder to also treat yourself with kindness like you would a best friend and to appreciate the past you for helping you grow and realign with your highest self and values so that future you has a crystal clear direction for where they need to go. So maybe, you know, we can be really easy to get hard and to be harsh with ourselves. Like, isn't it really easy to kind of berate ourselves and beat ourselves up for things that we did wrong, things that we perceived, again, as being a failure, you know, losses that we've had. Maybe we weren't the perfect parent. Maybe we weren't the perfect spouse. Maybe we let some clients fall through the cracks. Maybe we didn't show up consistently with our content, even though we set big goals to make sure that was going to happen. It's really easy to come down on ourselves and feel bad about that and to make ourselves feel guilty, to make ourselves feel bad. So this question is there to remind you to be kind to yourself. You're doing the best you can. And each year is another opportunity to make changes. Every day is a new opportunity to make changes and to move more in alignment with that person or that business that you want to have, to be more in alignment with your authentic self and the way that you want to show up in the world and online, and also the way that you want to resonate and connect with the right kinds of people. So every day, every week, every month, every year is a new opportunity to do that. So be kind to yourself. 
and just make a list of all of the things that you want to be thankful to your past self for the lessons, the mistakes, the failures, you know, the embarrassments, the, oh my God, I wish that didn't happen moments because those all have so much value. So for an example, one of the things that I'm grateful for past me for is for finding so many distractions this year that really stopped me from putting myself out there and failing. And the reason that I'm, I'm, you know, grateful to past me for getting so distracted all year and I was protecting, past self was protecting me from failing, from embarrassing myself, from looking like a fool. And what that has given me is it now helps future me know exactly what thoughts I need to heal so that I can not repeat the same mistakes this year so that I can make changes and I can look at things through fresh eyes and have a new perspective. So I'm being kind to my past self, right? There was some times, even though I had very limited time this year, I checked out sometimes as well. And, you know, we could argue whether or not I need it or not, but there were times when I really could have been more focused and kind of hunkered down a little. And I realized that some of the reasons why I procrastinated was not necessarily because of overwhelm or things that were happening in my life, but because I was protecting myself from failing. I didn't want to put myself out there and fail. So it's really easy to find other things to do when you're really scared of failing. So this was a really great opportunity, as I said, for me to recognize that in myself, see that, and then to make a conscious choice next year to recognize that I have this fear and now I can work on sort of moving through it and healing the thoughts that I have around showing up and people not being there or failing and these kinds of things. So think about that and hopefully that's given you some inspiration for how you could think about this question as well. So the final question is, what do you want to say to your future self? I haven't done this question before, but the idea here is to write a letter to your future self and open it next year. So what would you want to say? What would you want future you to know? What do you hope future you learned or is doing this time next year? What do you hope future you is doing? As you go through this exercise, hopefully it'll become clear what kind of beliefs you need to change about yourself or what kinds of steps you need to take to create the vision you have for your business. So use the answers to any of the questions that I talked about in this episode to help sort of bring clarity into this question. And then when you sign off on your letter, sign it and date it and set a reminder in your calendar one year from the day that you write it to open your letter. Next year, open it up, reflect and ask yourself what resonates and what doesn't. What perspectives have changed? What turned out better than expected and what didn't quite meet your expectations at all? So if you need some inspiration for these kinds of letters, the Dear Future Self letters, you can check out the show notes below and I'll leave a link to some examples that I found that I thought were really helpful. So I hope that you will take a little time to reflect back on the good, the bad, and the oops, not again moments and give yourself a big loving pat on the back for getting through another year a tad bit wiser. And I'm sure 
we're being modest, you're probably a whole lot wiser, let's be honest. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show and I will see you again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Business by Intuition podcast with me, your host, Krista Bauer. I hope you've enjoyed today's insights and will take some time to reflect on how you can implement this guidance and use it to help you create a sustainable business following your intuition, not formulas. As always, you can head over to kristabauer.com forward slash podcast to sign up for my email list and get the links and resources in the show notes. If you loved today's episode and would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving a review and subscribe so you can tune in next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again soon.